Welcome to the Healing the City podcast. My name is Eric Siepen. The following episode is my conversation continued with Mickey Haste on history and philosophy. I think the question that is on my mind a little bit is, uh, what is it, like when you think about church history and you think about just the average guy walking along mm-hmm. who says, yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. what what do you think, like, what do you want him to know that he might not know? What do you want him to think about? What do you want to kind of stir up in him <laughs> oh, good about question. his history that, you know, about this Holy Spirit word between mm-hmm. word, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I, I think, I think there's something about. Um, I kind of lost the thread. Uh, there's, there's a lot of history there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a big. That's a big question. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a big big question. Yeah, but you know. I, because I come from a very Protestant world, and mm-hmm. and church history had to be something I had to catch up on. Yeah, right? I had to find out that I did have a church history that went beyond the last twenty years of my life. Mm. It, yeah, so I think, I think um, the idea that we can go back is one that I've always struggled with. Because you know, I, I grew up Protestant as well, and and there's there's always been the kind of presentation of church history that there was Jesus. The apostles, and maybe Augustine later. And there was Martin Luther, <laughs> and it's like whoa! It's like a thousand years, like one thousand years. We just skipped. It's half the time. So, I think. Right. Oh, and then there's the Great Awakenings, and now there's now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then a- after Martin Luther, things are a little more detailed, right. but but not that much. But yeah, maybe not that much. So I think. I, I don't know. I always think in terms of concepts instead of like in terms of like detail. Like yeah, there's yeah. a lot of details we can learn. We can get the details of, sure. of you know, why priests are celibate. And, yeah. And that's got its own bunch of stories and controversies. And It didn't take in France. They went around. They said, this is how it's going to be from now on. And they went around to all the priests in Greece and in Italy. And they said, oh, okay, I guess so. And they went to France and they went, What? No, we're not doing that. <laughs> so they had to wait a generation before French priests were celibate. Interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> but um but I think I think just the concept is something I, I struggle with. Like like is there like how do like like I think it's important to think about continuity from old days all the way through until now that there have always been people who've talked about Jesus Christ and talked about and belonged to his church and and there've always also been people who say we're going back we're going back to the original because whatever's happening right now we hate it right right and um and we see it probably most loudly in 1517 with the Protestant Reformation right. like ad fontes like back to the sources right and we see it loudly um in a lot of churches today you know like like just forget about the traditions and think about the text and that's definitely an okay thing to do to to try and sort of bracket our experiences and our knowledge of what the world is like right now and try and look at the words of jesus i think that's a fruitful enterprise but i don't think it's practical always like i think it's a fruitful ex- exercise and that's about it but i think we have to also include and 
consider the stream of history right. that we come from because because that's 2,000 years of interpretation and political maneuvering and uh, and blessing communities and like there's it's it's just it's 2,000 years of actual events that not only happened and we should honor for whatever reason but like happened and influence how we are now right. so even to say something like what does this text mean I just want to look at this text is itself a question that is based on those 2000 years that come before us because it's saying I have tools like language and text criticism and it's like you're using tools that developed in that world of being a Christian for 2000 for 2000 years and so there's not really a way of looking at the text in a vacuum except by saying conceptually I'm going to bracket off this knowledge that I have and try and ignore it for a minute so that I can think about what was happening right then and there in Jesus time. And like I said, that can be fruitful, but I think, but I think it's, it's an act of ignoring and you have to eventually start paying attention again. Right. So no, I, I, I think that's, that's really cool. Um, because what you're saying you're not necessarily, hey, the average the average guy, you know, walking along and follow Jesus, trying mm. to live out my life, needs to know that the French, uh, <laughs> you know, priest didn't take to celibacy until a generation. Like, that's that's not what he they need to know. Though right. it has lots of interesting stories that could make for a rich kind of telling. and But that there's something bigger that, mm-hmm. that's speaking constantly to the present point. And it's yeah. the stream that, of of history and politics, as you were saying, and mm-hmm. interpretation and tools that are developed and ways of understanding. And- Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's not that we have to understand all those details or, or even under, but, but just, I think to accept that we belong in a world and we have a context and our context is I'm part of this religion that's 2000 years old. And so have been a lot of people, people I like, people I don't like, and I have to, I have to deal with that. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think we have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we have to do that. So, um, and, and gosh, my, my hope is that I get to have more conversations with you about dealing with that. And we can kind of <laughs> yeah. drill down into those a little bit. Cause that would be really, I think a beneficial for our community and whoever else listens to us, but, um, also, uh, it would just be fun. Um, but, Maybe just to drill down for a moment um, for this particular podcast, since Bart was an mm. interesting person for you, at least in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, like if you, when you walk away from all that study and all that reading of Bart, uh, like what was the thing that you think like, yeah, this is, this is the thing I held on to from mm. him. This is the thing that mm. really was transformative in the way I understand Jesus myself. I'm yeah. sure there's a lot, but <laughs> yeah, two things um that I really um appreciate about Bart still and still wonder about. Uh one is just his his whole project seems to be summarized by the the idea that God reveals God's self to us through God's self by 
God's stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's very. But yeah, no, you know, you're right. I think I, I started laughing because I'm realizing like, <laughs> you can just kind of switch to Bart mode really easily. Yeah, uh, but he's it, he he was writing against a kind of tradition that I also have a lot of sympathies for the Analogia Entis that we can see God by analogies in nature, like and. Okay, that's another thing, but it's it's hard to understand. It's <laughs> it's long to explain, and I'm not caught up on it. But uh, but basically, he was Bart was against this concept, and he thought if we can come to a rational understanding of Jesus just by philosophizing, then that demerits some of the divinity of Jesus because he. Bart says, I want to think of God as a separate being from us, not just a bigger being, not just a stronger being, not just a kinder being, but like of a different stuff than we are. Like all, like, like if you look at all the animals, you could say like, well, a deer is bigger than a dog or a bear is smarter than a cat or whatever. Like you can make, it's all, it's all by degrees. Right, right. It's like this one's, different from it but only in like bigger smarter meaner faster whatever like just like these degrees but i'm different from an animal because i have consciousness and that makes me of an order difference right not just like by extension i am stronger but like i'm different because i have consciousness and in this in a similar or an analogical way god is different from us there's something else that god has divinity, eternality, you know, immutability, whatever the things are, they make him so different from us that like we cannot arrive at the knowledge of God by just thinking it out. If we follow Aristotle, we can arrive at the knowledge that there must be something in that slot where God fits, you know, philosophically. But we can't get to the knowledge that like Jesus Christ is the son of God and we have to like have belief in him. <laughs> right. And so that was kind of Bart's big project. And that's something that really, you know, still um, astounds me because it's just this wonderful, uh, you know, rumination on the incarnation. Yes. That can only be known by God telling us about it. Yes. And my, my favorite thing about Bart is to listen to Bartians, like people who, not as much as reading him, mm. as reading the people who are listening to the people who've read him and talk about him because, mm. and about what he thinks, because you, you get this wonder and you get this way of talking that's mm. just intoxicating to like <laughs> listen to, you know, and to, you don't feel assaulted, you feel invited and engaged and... Mm. Uh, that's beautiful because, you know, he, he would have been a proponent of dialectical theology, which is all about I mean if we think about the word it's all about dialoguing yes. building to something by parts coming in from both sides right right uh, the other the other big takeaway I have from my years studying Bart would be um, this is nothing confirmed by scholars but just kind of my own reading of him I find that he repeats himself often like you know there's four volumes of the church dogmatics and it's so repetitious and some people get bored by that reasonably, but I get, I get like inspire slash bored, just like a, a Which weird, a weird seems space to be your spiritual movement, <laughs> right? The candle. Yeah. Inspire board. Inspire board. That's, that's kind of my 
my space. Um, but I, I get inspired by by Bart's repetition um, because you know each each volume of Church Dogmatics, he's kind of approaching, uh, let's say, like the story of Christianity from a different entry point. And so in one volume, he wants to talk about creation, and he's going to start by saying, like, what if we started talking about God from the point of creation? God created the universe. And then from there, he'll talk about all of the, um, you know, qualities or, like, realities of Christian life, you know, like sanctification and church history and everything. And he'll talk about all those, but from the lens of starting at church history. And then the next one, he'll want to talk about what does it mean to talk about the sinfulness of man? Mm. And But he'll talk about all of the same topics again, but now from the lens of sin. Right. And so it is repetitious, yes, but it's it's all from like a different angle. And that's just fascinating to me. Like to me, it feels like that's the best way to explore any topic. <laughs> right? 40,000 words <laughs> from like each different perspective each different perspective like wow it just takes a long time yeah it does <laughs> and he never finished it that's how long it takes yeah yeah and i've only i've only dabbled in church dogmatics partly cuz it got unfortunately i'm not as inspired board as you <laughs> um so i i i used to i haven't done it in a long time i'll pick them up and and start reading through and then I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah um that's that's really cool so i think um the thing about i guess here's the question i i want, want to ask him to kind of to wrap it up and i was to go back to that common man kind of thing and maybe to the church because it seems that you though you you go through this stream where you're like okay I like this 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 ritual, this liturgy, this physicality of faith. Mm-hmm. But you're not willing to go far in, in. You don't want to join the Orthodox Church. You find that's not the place. Yeah. But you end up philosophically in the Dominican community, where mm-hmm. that's where where liturgy and history and I mean, you're just that's there. It's all in that, and you're learning philosophy in that. Um, but you still are in the Protestant stream like you're mm-hmm. rowing in as a protestant yeah as you come into the protestant community now as somebody who has all of that like this is in your like toolbox all this stuff of, uh, yeah. of richness like if you think about discipleship and I, I'm, I'm this may be a really big question so i don't expect you to like break it all down for me but as you think about discipleship like uh what do you think like if you could say yeah like Here's a place that somebody could start mm. to go beyond the like, okay, I'm just going to open my Bible and I'm going to read Luke and I'm going to wrestle with Luke, which, as you said, is a fruitful enterprise. Mm-hmm. It should be done and there are practices and all that. But what if I want to step out of that and I don't want to pick up the latest Christian, you know, help, you know, self-help book. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, I don't want the pop stuff. Like, where would I begin to like explore who might, I don't know, how would I start? What would mm-hmm. you recommend I do? Yeah, good question. I think... Hmm. There's there's a lot of um there's a lot of history. <laughs> I think I think some works uh throughout the history of uh of Christian of the Christian church have sort of universal appeal and and can be approached today 
with the same eyes that would read, you know, uh, just a novel or something right, right, like, right, like, right. like just, just someone who just wants to spend a couple hours, yeah. you know, reading a text. I think, I think a few works kind of stick out to me. Like, um, Boethius was in, what was it? The fifth or sixth century or something. And he wrote the constellation of philosophy, but in this he's in prison and he's imagining, um, a, uh, like the God of wisdom, which is like the Holy spirit, like comes and comforts him in his time of desolation. And that's one that kind of speaks to like the stoic traditions in Christianity that I think, um, are really powerful and, and have long last lasted a very long time and are, you know, really useful. So that's, that's one book, the constellation of philosophy, I think can be read in a couple of nights and it's, um, it's pretty, it's not, I don't think it's too difficult and it's, it's it's it can be very comforting to even a Christian in 2019. And another one that I think of is like Thomas Akempis, who was like in the 1500s, I guess. Yeah. Um, the Imitation of Christ. That's one that I returned to again and again when I was in my early 20s. Me um, too. Yeah. Definitely good. Yeah. I would. And it's very readable, and it's um, it's challenging, and I think it's generally, you know. It's good. Good. Yeah. 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 I think it's, those, yeah. Those are two actually. Yeah. So those are two from like the ain't like the old days yeah, of Christianity. Yeah. That's, that's really good. All right. So I got one more question for you. Hopefully not as complicated. Cause here's the thing I, I didn't have when I grew up and I don't think you probably had is that we don't have you <laughs> like, you know, we have people who, who were in the Protestant stream who were saying like, wow, there's just this like almost excitement Mm. and and electricity that i feel off of you about that in some ways it seems like the your sense of the spirit of god in the stream mm. in this big stream of 2000 years of <laughs> you know good and bad and, and all this other interesting stuff happening that you taste that and are excited about telling people about it yeah um can you imagine like like you're like hey like can you imagine yourself in a community having space to offer that with that? Like what would that way look like? Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I can kind of see the rough shape of it, but, <laughs> but not really the specifics, but I, I do think um, just, just in the few months that I've been at the village, you know, I've befriended a few people and gotten into one or two deepish chats and, um, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's my personality, so it <laughs> all right. So it comes out. It comes out, bit. and I and I think that I think that you know this is my personality, and that like, these these are the specific things I'm interested in. But everybody here at this church is seems to really be interested in like how God is moving and how the Holy Spirit is inspiring and sustaining, and and so that's just my way of getting excited about what the Holy Spirit does. And then people tell me their way of getting excited yeah. about the Holy Spirit. And I get even more excited about my way of getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. So it's, it's in conversations, it's in yeah. classes or, you know, yeah. anything like, like yeah. there's, there's a lot of ways that, um, cool that I exist, <laughs> that you exist. Well, then that, that's really cool. I'm, I'm excited as I, I told your wife, like, I'm sure we'll have more of these conversations on podcast of just you talking about history, you telling me more about your story. Uh, I kind of want 
I mean, one of the plans is, is in this whole process of Healing the City podcast is to create some reoccurring ones where we have people mm. who are, are experts and, and to just, you know, give us 15, 20 minute the mm. conversations about BART mm. or about a Kempis or about Aquinas, like just kind of beginning to, to get people's, you know, like, here's a little cup of water, drink this and see what you think kind yeah. of thing and get people <laughs> excited about, about those kinds of ideas and. Um, and giving us weird, you know, information about French priests, because like <laughs> I think those are fun little, you know, tidbits that people don't know, and yeah, yeah, that are um, cool. So thank you so much for doing this with me. It yeah, was a surprise because we weren't planning on it. So <laughs> yep. it was awesome. Thanks. You've been listening to Healing the City podcast with Eric Seepin. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.